Hello there, I'm Phil Bardo and welcome to the first Scottish Natural Heritage podcast about how nature can help us tackle the climate emergency. I'm here today in SNH's Goldsby office in Sutherland and I'm with two of my colleagues, Andrew Cooper and Ian Mitchell, and we're going to be talking about the fabulous flows, which is the flow country being the massive area of peatland in the north of Scotland. So, Andrew and Ian, hello. Uh, can you introduce yourself and tell us briefly what you do in SNH, uh, Andrew? Hi. Hey. Andrew Cooper, I'm a Habitats Group Manager in Natural Resources Management Activity. In terms of the advisory work that I do, that's primarily on uplands and peatlands and within that mostly on, on peatlands. Um, I'm Ian Mitchell, I'm an Operations Officer based in the Goldsby office. I work for the Northern Isles and North Highland team and I've got particular responsibilities for rural development Excellent stuff. Before we talk about the flow country itself and the fabulous flows, can you tell us first why, maybe Andrew, why we're, why managing peatland is necessary and particularly why it's good for tackling climate change? Peatlands, by their name, sort of based around peat and peat is the dead remains of vegetation that used to grow in these places. And because it's, it's vegetation, uh, it's got a lot of carbon in it. So we have vast amounts of carbon in our peatlands. I think I'm right in saying this, in Scotland it's something like 1.6 billion tonnes of carbon. The main thing about managing it is to make sure that the, the carbon that is already stored there doesn't escape. Now, at the moment, quite a lot of it is escaping, mostly from eroded peat in our uplands, lesser amounts uh, from areas which have the horticultural peat extraction. So as I say, the main thing is to stop that loss, because that loss basically uh, converts into carbon dioxide and disappears up into the atmosphere and contributes to global warming. The second aspect of it is to, if we can stop the peat from leaving the site, is to encourage vegetation to grow there which will catch more. Well, catch carbon dioxide stored as carbon. And that's essentially what it's all about. And we're particularly interested in the flow country up here. So what's, what's so good about the flow country by itself? It's such a huge area. It's one of the largest expanses of blanket bog in Europe. It's regarded now as being one of the best peatlands of its type in the world, which is why it's being proposed as a World Heritage Site. So if you imagine all that peatland there, being, which has been storing carbon for thousands of years since the end of the, the, the last ice age, it is an incredible carbon store and an incredible habitat for wildlife and uh, all the species that depend on it. Well, and I believe there's been a project that's, that's uh, particularly looking at the, the flow country itself, flows to the future. Can you tell us why SNH is particularly interested in this, in this project and what the project has been doing? Well, I can tell you a little bit about the um, partnership side of things, but Andrew could probably be a bit more, uh, a bit better qualified to tell you more about the uh, peatland restoration side of it. From a partnership point of view, it's an incredibly good project for showing how organisations can come together and deliver uh, a massive bonus for the environment in, in, in many ways. The Peatlands Partnership, which um, SNH sits on, has a whole range of different partners from Forestry and Land Scotland, Scottish Forestry, Highland Council, RSPB, Plant Life, Highlands and Islands Enterprise, 
Highland Third Sector Interface uh, for Flow Countries Rivers Trust, the Environmental Research Institute, blah, 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 blah. It's a huge <laughs> list of people all coming together and working for the benefit of the environment. And it has enormous social and economic spin-offs as well. Okay. So okay. It's, it's a very good way of us being able to show how nature can provide solutions to some of the problems that we have, including climate change. Sounds excellent. There's so many organisations with potentially different remits, all very interested in peatland. It just shows you how important peatland is and the flow country in particular. Andrew, do you want to just mention a little bit about some of the management work that's been going on in the flows through through the project? Yeah, the uh, I think the the I mean the the biggest chunk of money uh, from the from the whole project has uh, gone on habitat peatland habitat restoration, and most of that has been peatlands that were forested in the past so they've got a tree cover on them now when you put put trees onto a peatland that involves uh, plowing it to to get drainage fertilizer application to help the trees grow putting fences around it to stop the deer getting in and eating them and so basically the, the restoration is, is all about getting rid of all of these. Well, we can't, we can't really do much about getting rid of the, uh, the fertiliser, although most of that's been used up now anyway. Not all of it, but most of it. So it's about taking down fences, taking down the trees, and then various techniques thereafter. And, and this is something that's evolved both in terms of uh, what people have learnt while working in the flow country, but also lessons that have been learnt from, from other places as well. And so... There are various levels of intervention that you can do. Some are, if you like, relatively cheap, relatively quick, but they will take longer till the actual bog vegetation starts to recover. You can then do much more intensive measures, so you not only re remove the trees, but you then also flatten the, the ground uh, rather than having the, the bridges and furrows from the, the ploughing still there can involve in, in some places sort of taking out the stumps, turning them over into the drains to help with that flattening exercise. So all that activity has been going on. There's also been a, well, a very large sort of um, monitoring programme being done associated with that and part of that monitoring is looking at the consequences for, for greenhouse gases and what it is showing, and it's, it's very helpful that it is showing, is that we are actually now at the stage where from some of the, the earlier restoration work we can see that it's gone from being a net emitter of greenhouse gases that it is now actually sequestering greenhouse gases. I was particularly struck by some of the project work that I heard about, the, sort of the public engagement side of things, and I believe there's a, a thing called the sound of the bogs, is that, is that right? What's, what, what's all that about me? Yeah, um, one of the ways which the uh, project hoped to engage with new audiences was to commission a number of artists and uh, art groups to, to be inspired by the, the peatlands and, and to create something which would bring in a new audience. And the Beneath the Blanket project, which ran during August at the Royal Botanic Gardens, was a really amazing example of... These, th this range of artists who came up and they were they spent some time with the people and the scientists working up at the flows and they got really inspired. They did some recordings of the sounds that come from the deep within the peat and they recorded birdsong and they spoke to the scientists and they used a lot of the scientific data 
like the fluctuations in the gases that are admitted, uh, omitted, no, emitted. emitted, thank you Andrew, <laughs> emitted from the bogs. And they've put these together with some fancy electronics and made uh, bog music almost. Well, there was also a choral group which uh, uh, some uh, one of the artists created a, a piece of music which was sung as you walked through the botanic gardens. It was it was an amazing experience to hear all these these right. sounds and sights and sculptures. I suppose that public engagement side of things that make people realise how special the, the flow country is going forward now into this world heritage application. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well. Ian? Yeah, I mean uh, the. Because it's so important and it's been recognised as, as being globally a globally significant site, it's been on the UK's tentative list as a, as a World Heritage Site since 1999. And the Peatlands Partnership has, uh, in more recent years, put together a working group which are trying to pull together a technical evaluation which will go to the UK Government uh, Department of Digital Culture, Media and Sport. And we're hoping that if that gets the green light, we will be invited to make a formal application to UNESCO for inscription as a World Heritage Site. So it's really quite exciting times. It will put the Flow Country on the same list as the Great Barrier Reef, the Grand Canyon, the Pyramids. It is well, that important. Well, well. And just finally, it sounds a fantastic place. Uh, Where's the best place you can people can go to see the flowers? Hmm, interesting one. I was almost tempted to say space uh, <laughs> and, and, and look down on it um, because that is actually, or certainly, getting up off the ground is uh, really the, the best way of seeing the, well, both the extent of it and the diversity of it because it's it's not all just sort of you know one big boring bog. There's actually a, a lot of detail in there. But I suppose talking about getting up. I mean, there are places that you can go. One is if you, if you want to walk, uh, then the Bengriums near Canbrace are really good because you can get a good good overview from, from there. But also, if you if you keep going up to, to Forsenard, then there is now a, a lookout tower there beside a pool system, which was built as part of the, the Close to the Future project. And although it's only some six metres or so off the ground, you just get, uh, it makes such a difference just getting that elevated view uh, so you can actually see the, the pools, the, the patrons that are, that are there. There are other places where you can go now, there's again through, through the project um, some sort of roadside in, interpretation points, I'll probably won't remember all of them, Ian can keep me right over the ones that I miss, but there's a one up at Amoyne, that's sort of between Tongue and Erebol, one at Loch Craggy, which is just sort of down between Loyal and Tongue. And there's another one over in Caithness, and I think my mind's going to go blank when I try and remember what it's called, so I'll go over to Ian for that one. Loch Rangag. Loch Rangag, as everyone knows. <laughs> the, uh, and there you get a really good view. If you look out west uh, across the, the peatland there, I mean, you've got this really flat, typically uh, low, flat Caithness bog. And then, if they've got a good day for it, you'll see the, the mountains of the west way in the background. And it's bog all the way across. Wow. Another good site is the Crask. There's a, a viewpoint which has been built at the Crask, and that lets you look over a bit of restored bog right the way across, as Andrew says, like in Caithness, this vast open space with the, a backdrop of Ben Loyal and Ben Hee in the, in the distance. Very, very uh, inspiring uh, landscapes. Wow, that sounds 
Excellent. Uh, great place to go, great place to see, and a fabulous project as well. Any, any final thing to say? Ian, just well, I was just going to say, it, it's, for those people who can't travel around the flow country or, or go to Forsenard, uh, which is a national nature reserve, of course, there is a, a 3D model available on the website, theflowcountry.org.uk, and it, you can actually fly through the flow country using this digital model and zoom down and even walk, splash across the bog. It's, it's a very, very clever 3D model which was uh, requested, actually was actually requested by Heritage Lottery Fund when we did the World, uh, the uh, Flows to the Future project. They wanted some form of engagement with audiences that wouldn't actually make it up to this neck of the woods. So. Excellent. Thanks, thanks, Ian. Thanks, uh, thanks, Andrew, for the uh, thanks for listening as well uh, about the fabulous flows. Come and see it. But thanks, not all guys. At once. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much. Okay. See you all. Bye now. <laughs>